extras where we talk about sex and all the extras i'm honey and one of my feet is way bigger than the other how much bigger are we talking <laughs> like a half size bigger oh do you get different size shoes for each foot no because that is kind of a struggle so when i order f- when i order shoes i'm like what like what size do i get i don't know that sucks so then is one of your feet like really squished or one or one is like really loosey goose yeah usually one's really loosey <laughs> oh i wouldn't like that i like it when they're snug <laughs> you like <laughs> snug shoes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> No. <laughs> I have baby feet, so like, yeah, Maria has it's the not that hard to find my size. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not my fun fact. Anyway, hello, my name is Maria, and my fun fact is actually that I can touch my nose with my tongue and like the bottom of my chin. I have a really long tongue. So, yeah, that's my fun fact. Very nice. <laughs> so, we have a very fun guest with us today mm-hmm. our second american guest actually we just love the americans <laughs> can't get enough we do <laughs> we're just obsessed with americans <laughs> matilda is actually another one of my friends that i met on my study abroad you know just getting all the mentions in there that i can <laughs> um and she knows Alex, who's our first American guest. We are going to talk about her relationship, kind of. She's going to explain later on, so I don't <laughs> want to give too much away, but how she moved to another country to be with her boyfriend and the differences between sleeping with someone when you're like really attached to them or you have feelings for them and what that looks like compared to just more casual sex so yeah please welcome Matilda guys hi um I'm Matilda and my fun fact is that in sixth grade I played the tuba in a marching band actually (laughs) <laughs> that's so cute that's so cool like in the movie <laughs> yeah i had it like wrapped around me and someone had to carry it for me while i wasn't playing because i was too small <laughs> that's yes. so cute oh <laughs> did you have a uniform no i don't think we had a uniform i know <laughs> when i was in a children's choir we had a uniform and we had to actually wear cummerbunds oh my god it was awful it's like that weird sash that like goes around your stomach like between your collared Uh, shirt and the pants that's so weird like a cummerbund (laughs) yeah it's so bad (laughs) that sounds so uncomfortable you should look it up it's pretty fun (laughs) i actually have a collective fun fact about all of us yeah go for it fun fact is that we all have the same body count which we discovered the other day which is pretty crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) i will not disclose the number (laughs) you know keep a little mystery (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i think that's actually my lucky number okay honey you're giving too much away (laughs) no one knows what my lucky number is unless i said it as a fun fact which i doubt i did they could find (laughs) out they could find out (laughs) it's a secret 
(laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to start the episode with our segment where we asked you guys to tell us about your craziest one night stands. So, Maria, do you want to start us off? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so, after a trip to the Sun Inn, I went to a mate's house with some girls who I had just met on our table. Anyway, cut to the chase, we played some drinking games, and I had been getting with her a bit, but we ended up shagging on a sofa. The sofa also belonged to someone I had met that night. Anyway, I was planning on going home at this point, and so was she. It was very late, and I was very tired. And we were both ordering cabs to go home. Then she says, why don't you just come back to mine? Now my first response is to go no, as I am knackered. And we have already kind of done what we needed to do. (laughs) And clearly this girl isn't used to getting rejected because she was quite pissed off. I said no and continued to go, oh, just come back with me. I kept saying no, but offered to take her number, etc. But she still wasn't pleased. Finally, her cab arrives before mine and she ends up accepting that I'm not getting in with her. As she gets in the cab, she starts driving off and she shouts out the car window, You suck! All in all, (laughs) quite amusing. Love that. I feel like I've been, I've so been that girl. That doesn't like getting rejected. (laughs) (laughs) No, just like being that girl that is getting rejected and it's like... Please, please. please. <laughs> and then I just. <laughs> Marie's a bag. That's, yeah. that's the moral of the story. I, I am. You heard it here first. I'm a bag. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's pretty <laughs> immature to shout out of the window. Like, you have to just, like, like maintain your dignity a bit. Come on. <laughs> but does he suck? No. Do we think he sucks? No. Yeah, no. no, I don't think he sucks. Like, clearly the dick was just so but... good. Like, <laughs> just really wanted him to go back. <laughs> I mean... I mean, they did have sex on a sofa, which might not be the best. Eh. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if you already had sex, then it's kind of like, just let it go. Yeah, I love that we'd already done what we needed to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's quite well. jokes. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. No. Yeah, I don't think he sucks. Especially if you're drunk, like really drunk. Yeah, uh-huh, I completely get it. And being like, oh, I just want to, like, have a cuddle. You know, you just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. They just wanted a cuddle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one is, didn't know they were there, got up and made a bowl of shreddies and got back into bed, then realised, shocked myself and spilled <laughs> shreddies over us both. Had to go to uni, so left her in my bed covered oh. in shreddies. Wasn't there when I came back. You just like laughed her when you were covered in cereal. Like, what's wrong with you? I love the word shreddies too. <laughs> yeah, do you guys have. Wait, do you guys have shreddies in America? We don't have shreddies. <laughs> I'm like so covered funny. in shreddies. <laughs> yeah, my boyfriend says that like all our names for cereal and stuff is all like cutesy. It's like shreddies yeah, and. They're really cute. Like, <laughs> like smarties <laughs> but yeah I mean I feel like this is probably not the best thing I mean it's fair if you forget that there I guess but probably don't leave them covered in cereal <laughs> no. I wouldn't advise like, that's so this. funny though 
<laughs> like, what was that conversation like? Where are you going? I feel like they didn't really like acknowledge it. They just ran away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Also dangerous to like leave someone in your room. Yeah, true. But I feel like it's at uni, so people do that quite often. Really? Yeah. Just leave people in their room. Like I would be really anxious to get a one night stand, like out of my room if I was gonna have to leave yeah Mm. no I wouldn't do that but I mean (laughs) if I was that girl I wouldn't be that pleased but I don't think I mean I'm sure it was a mistake you know (laughs) (laughs) whoops I wonder she must have woken up right or maybe she just didn't even wake up (laughs) she woke up and she was just covered in (laughs) (laughs) like cold milk Oh, that would be so gross. Oh, oh, no. oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely be right out of there. I would be running. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next one. I went to see my friend at Durham. She got into a fight with her boyfriend, so I had a one-night stand so they could fight in her room. The guy was shit, like, notably bad, as in I couldn't feel anything. So I was like, can you be rough with me? So he gets up, picks up the belt from his jeans, and I was like, what the fuck? I meant, like, dirty talk and, like, slightly physical. (laughs) Anyway, it got really awkward, so I faked an orgasm, went to sleep, and then when I tried to leave to go back to my friend's halls, he was like, oh, brill, I'll come. Then we had to all have brunch together. It was so bad. This is so bad. He takes his belt. <laughs> That's like true friendship. She literally had a one night stand so her friend could fight with her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, that is pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's not like she didn't get anything out of it. Or like, I mean, I guess it sounds like she didn't get anything out of it, but like she didn't know that at the time. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound good. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, if he starts to take his fucking belt off, I would be like, get away from me. Like, don't. <laughs> like, you're not coming back inside me. Like, no. That's so oh funny. Oh my god. I think he was just going to use it to tie her hands, though, not to, like, hit her. Maybe. No? Oh. That's that's what I, I think. I don't know, I feel like with a one-night stand, it's a bit, like, sceptical, you know? Yeah, no, I'd still be alarmed. I'd still be like, I mean, I don't know you, mate. <laughs> but, no. yeah. Be like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you guys have a one-night stand so your friend could fight with their boyfriend? Um, no. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, if that was, like, the opportunity to, you know. I mean, obviously not right now because I'm in a relationship. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. If it was, like, opportune. Yeah, if there was someone I, like, I wanted to have a one-night stand with. But if it was, like, I don't really want to have a one-night stand, but I have to have (laughs) somewhere to sleep tonight, I guess I'll just... You know, like... (laughs) Yeah. Like, you just want an excuse to get out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could find a, another reason other than, like, a shag. Maybe. <laughs> just go yeah, for a yeah. walk or something. So, all in all, the conclusion is, no, we wouldn't do this. Just to, like, get <laughs> away from the fight. Fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the next one is, I shagged a prostitute in Hong Kong. 
I mean, I kind of want a bit more information. Like, how yeah. well did it go? Yeah. <laughs> I actually know this story because I know uh, a friend told me this. No, it went really well. It was really good, apparently. Uh, great vibes all around. Very nice. So, yeah. Sweet. I would personally not shag a prostitute, but I think I no shame to anyone that would. Or I mean, I actually probably would. Never say never. But, yeah, uh, I was going to say what happened yeah. to never say never, Maria. <laughs> yeah, never say never. Never say never. I mean, I feel like I anyway. would. Like, why wouldn't you if you want to shag? It depends how much it is, but... I don't know. I think I'd still rather just like try to go find someone to shag. I wouldn't want to pay yeah. for it. Yeah, but like, isn't that what a date is, though? Like, someone's paying. Well, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know they're gonna shag you. I don't know. Not necessarily. Some guys will buy you a burrito and then expect a shag. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> I don't like the idea of, like, if you buy someone dinner, you're like, what, you're not going to have sex with me? Yeah. But I bought you three tacos. Yeah. What's your problem? Mm, yeah. I mean, I'm not endorsing that behavior. I'm just saying I feel like there is that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I think you're Especially right. with Tinder, because people use it specifically for hookups. That's very true. Yeah, but I personally wouldn't want to know that I'm paying someone to have sex with me and I wouldn't want someone to pay me to have sex with them so if I go to dinner and I have sex with someone that just paid for my dinner in my head even if in their head it, it is like that I know that I'm not doing it for the money you know so I don't know I yeah, think that's yeah. the difference it's just like why are you doing it and I personally yeah, wouldn't but literally no shame at all to anyone that would yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I would like it to strip club and stuff and like other types of sex work but i don't think i don't know full-on sex i don't think yeah. personally so last one i puked in the sink after going back to his midway through taking off our clothes <laughs> oh. yeah this doesn't sound like the best been there yeah, it's fine. It happens to the best of us, though. Like, I so see this happening to me. I feel like it's happened to me. Yeah, so. I'm sure this has happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys have any good one-night stand stories? Any notable ones that you'd want to share? Or <laughs> One time I had a one-night... It was actually a two-night stand. <laughs> but Nice. But I had, I had a, like, a couple hookups with a bicycle repairman <laughs> and he actually fixed my bike <laughs> for me we were like on the porch smoking a cigarette and he was like oh uh, do you want me to check out your bike and he like oiled it it was so nice it was oh, perfect that's so nice that's so sweet yeah that was a, a nice experience <laughs> what a cutie <laughs> what about you hon Basically, my first one night stand was with this guy from Tinder and we went for a drink at the pub and I kind of didn't really think we were gonna like end up sleeping together. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just didn't have those vibes, you know. 
But anyway, we went back to his and we were just like hanging out with his flatmates for like two hours, just drinking and talking. So I was like, okay, well, I'm probably just going to go home after this. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) that is not what happened. I go upstairs to pee and like I was just coming off my period or whatever. So I was just checking there was no blood or whatever, just checking everything was fine and I wasn't like bleeding everywhere. Uh And everything was fine. And then I come out of the toilet and then he was like waiting outside of the toilet. And then he like basically threw me on his bed. (laughs) And then we had sex, but it was wild. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just, I'll just say that we did like every position and like, Everything that you can think of, like, happened. <laughs> like, wow, literally any, wow. everything that you can think of, it was involved. <laughs> yeah, wow. it was involved. And, like, I I ended up bleeding on him as well. Because, like, even though I wasn't bleeding, I still bled, like, on him. And, and I was so stressed. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so yeah. sorry. And he was, like, really nice about it. But I was kind of, like, embarrassed. Mm. Yeah. And then it was just so overwhelming. And he said he was like, talk dirty to me. And I was like, Ugh. and then I was like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> and then he was like, pretend I'm your brother. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no and way. I just ignored him. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Wow. What about you, Maria? One time, I guess it wasn't, I also wasn't really a one night stand. It was someone that I'd slept with before, but like, we weren't really like friends or anything. Like, I'd only slept with him a couple times or whatever. But one night he came back to mine and we, I think we were drunk. I don't really remember. Maybe he was drunk and I wasn't that drunk. I don't really know. And we had sex and then he was like, oh my God, can I keep, can I put your underwear on? And I was like, yeah, sure. So he put my pants on and it was this like burgundy, really lazy thong. And uh, (laughs) like, it was so funny because like his balls were like spilling out and it was just really funny in the moment. And I convinced him to let me take a picture on my film camera of his of like him wearing my underwear and he let me and then I was like okay fine I'll keep your underwear and then we lived in the same hall so it's not like we were like never gonna see each other again but then he like left and left with my underwear and I kept his underwear and yeah and then I had that picture but now it doesn't exist this picture it's gone (laughs) forever because I someone asked me if they could see like my latest roll of film and I was nice. like yeah let me just have to delete a couple things because <laughs> also I'm pretty sure like there were some pictures of me uh, like yeah. half naked in, the, in it as well <laughs> I was like yeah let me just like delete some things <laughs> and then I deleted it and I think oh, I just like never recovered it oh, and now it's gone forever that's so, sad. so it's really sad but yeah that was f- something funny that happened it's pretty funny <laughs> nice balls and thongs <laughs> <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about, I guess it makes more sense to start with what your sex life looked like before your relationship now, if that's okay. So just kind of tell us 
the general vibe like what were you getting up to <laughs> <laughs> what was i getting up to like just in the months leading up to yeah or before like whatever you think is important yeah well i've never really been in like a super long relationship the relationship i'm in now has been the longest i've been in and it's only been like five months <laughs> so it's really like not that long but I'm fairly certain it's gonna last a very long time. Yay! Um, Touch wood. Which I I hadn't been before in any of my other relationships. I've had uh, quite a few like four month, three to four month relationships, and I've always like, I don't know. I call it like the three month mark is when I start to get disillusioned <laughs> with somebody I'm with. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's like not working. For this reason or that reason but despite that I would have like a few flings here and there and then with my relationship before Remy was about just three months and and I just started fooling around really I really don't like dating apps mm. personally but I just really wanted to have sex <laughs> why not I don't like uh, that a lot of people on dating apps, they have a certain mindset, or a lot of people I've interacted with, men in particular that I've interacted with, mm. have this certain mindset that you find a lot that I find very bitter. It's like this thing, they expect something out of women and they're bitter mm. when they don't get what they expect. It's almost like they feel entitled mm-hmm. to sex, feel entitled to respect or and they feel like shunned by women i don't know it's like this weird american boy thing that (laughs) you see a lot i don't know if it happens a lot with you guys as well but i find that a lot on sex apps uh and despite that well actually my last experience kind of gave me some more pros about dating apps Mm -hmm. i actually met uh, quite a few people who i didn't end up having any sort of sexual relationship with but that are like interesting people and they've caused me to meet people even like in the music community um and have certain experiences and and find out more about like different lifestyles and Mm. different types of people so that was cool Mm, that's Um, nice yeah yeah that's one thing i i liked about it i had a pretty good experience but overall i just like I don't really like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. I'd rather, you know, like you know, it's fun to just meet someone organically, even though that's uh that's hard, but that's a whole other subject really. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so I was dating around just trying to get out of my last relationship funk, have another another sexual revelation because I think lives life is just full of sexual revelations (laughs) you know especially at this stage you're like one year ago I had this one and then it's just like stages of like (laughs) sexual discovery um which is really nice so that that was one of my stages where I was dating like quite a few men at one time I didn't engage sexually with all of them but a few of them that I found to be at least semi-trustworthy you know <laughs> and attractive <Yeah>. as well <laughs> um, but yeah I had some pretty good time <laughs> some pretty wild stuff compared to some other like not so good stuff you know 
Yeah. But that's uh, how it goes when you're on dating apps. And I had, like, after going through, like, a, a stage, I had, like, about three men that I was interested in, you know, about, like, seeing mm-hmm. more than once. Like, they had good qualities. Like, one had a kitten and a Jeep. <laughs> and like figure camping had that like uncomfortable type to the jeep <laughs> awesome i loved it and he was a good cook so mm. yeah so uh i was talking to them like maybe we'd had some plans to go camping this one time or mm-hmm. stuff like that um but then i went on a camping trip that we had been planning but was postponed because of corona because it was for spring break it was like the first mm. finding out of coronavirus and so yeah. everything was kind of shut down which is good but some close friends and i went on this 10-day trip kind of down through uh, south california we went to joshua tree and we came back up the coast on highway one and it was really nice and i was with a pretty good friend of mine who I had met uh, about eight months before really on a kayaking trip because the college that I go to they organize these like really cool outdoor trips where you can like go hiking or like go kayaking for one evening so it was a sunset kayak yeah that sounds so fun it was so nice and everyone was there but there was one guy that was late so we couldn't go out on the kayaks and I was, like, kind of annoyed because I didn't want to miss the sunset. I'm like, who, who the fuck is late? Like, what are they even doing? <laughs> and then this guy comes up on his bike and um, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, he has a really thick French accent. He's like, oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm late. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. I didn't sorry. mean to. <laughs> but no, he was really sweet. Uh, and it was funny. And yeah, so after the kayaking trip, I um, got his Instagram because I was trying to be social. I was like, I have to get people's Instagrams. I have to be social. He's <laughs> like a cool guy. <laughs> Actually, the second time I saw him, honey, you were Yeah, you were there I remember when we, we all met for coffee, coffee at Henry Liver. <laughs> yeah, so we, <laughs> we went for coffee um, and that was really sweet. And I was just friends with this guy for eight months. He was really cool. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, he was a good <laughs> friend of mine. We went like on a hiking trip. We went to Pinnacles. And we would just see each other. But, you know, I never really thought about being in a relationship with him at all. Uh, but then when we went on the really long camping trip, it was like something was starting to Brew. happen. <laughs> like there was something back into the mix. Like I noticed, I really noticed that I wanted him around. Mm. Like, when we went off on different groups or when we were, like, hiking in a line. Like, I always wanted him to, like, walk next to me, you know, and, like... That's, like, exactly how it happened with my boyfriend. Like, yeah, we yeah. were only friends and then I just noticed I always wanted to be around him. It's the French magic. It's the French power. Like, I really <laughs> am convinced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, that the one friend that just makes everything brighter you want them in the room you want Mm. them talking with you you want them paying attention to you (laughs) and so i'm like all right maybe (laughs) maybe something's going on here he would start to flirt with me like 
he would call me uh, like sweetie Aww. and make me coffee in the morning all right good morning sunshine so like, <laughs> like really cute stuff yeah but but we were still just friends we even would talk with each other about our sex lives yeah. like our separate sex lives and we'd be like oh yeah <laughs> like like bros or something <laughs> um and and then the night before the last night of the camping trip we were in joshua tree and everyone was staying up all night and we were we were watching the stars we had watched the sunset and we were it happened to be that remy and i we were both sitting on a rock together alone and it was like very romantic and there was the sounds of the various insects in the desert the summer desert and he asked uh, me if he could kiss me but i was like mm. <laughs> <laughs> i was like well i would you let me sink into it because i could already tell that if i kissed him it would mean a lot to me mm-hmm. mm. Like, I already got that sense. And I was afraid that it wouldn't... I couldn't tell yet how much it meant to him. So I didn't want to... Plus, he was, like, leaving the U.S. Yeah. (laughs) But, like I said, I wanted to make sure before I kissed him that it would mean the same thing to both of us. Because, like, it's always just such a pain when you, like, have unequal feelings. Or like if it's like something to someone, but not the same thing to someone else. But the rest of the night, we still walked together and we even like cuddled a bit, which was really nice. We stayed up till like 5 a.m. and we were really tired. Uh, and then we went back to sleep. And then it was the last leg of the camping trip, so the last day. And we had to split up in cars because some people had to leave already to go to their flights because it was like all exchange students almost. And so we were in one car with a couple that was already, like, together for a bit. And then it was me and him. And we had, like, a super fun night. We were supposed to spend a night in Big Sur, but the camping place was full. So we still did, but we, like, went behind this tree it's like not really legal to camp there (laughs) like on the cliff and we had like all the alcohol left from the rest of the camping trip and (laughs) there was like quite a bit but we were like for some reason we were like no we can't have any camping alcohol left over like (laughs) we gotta we have to finish it all we have to finish (laughs) yeah and so we got pretty drunk and we were like having like a nice little four person forest dancing party Aww. and uh, <laughs> it was very goofy and very fun but in all this fun me and him did end up kissing oh my god for the first time yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah we kissed <laughs> and it was it didn't feel the way I thought it would feel at first. And then, because it's like weird, like you're kissing someone you've been friends with for like just friends with for eight months. And now you're 
Casey name and like and I feel like the change from friend to something else was like pretty quick even though we've always been like really fond of each other and we've always like specifically enjoyed each other's company it wasn't like it wasn't like anything recognizably romantic up until like recently but then it felt like really amazing it was so nice like I remember when I was little I asked my mom mom like what does it feel like to kiss somebody oh, that's so cute. <laughs> you know and she was like well it depends on who you're kissing and like how you feel about them like each kiss is gonna feel different uh depending on who you're with and definitely true <laughs> but definitely true in that in that moment too yeah so it was really nice and then we we like were all camping in like this four-person tent it was really big so I was like snuggling with him a little through the night and I woke up and I was like oh like what's gonna happen but then I saw him like turn over to me and like give me like that great smile it was so cute (laughs) and then we found we found four I've told you this and we found four ticks in the tent oh my god yeah yeah four ticks but none of them had bitten any of us that's so good it's like a magical like spell was placed on me it was magical it was magical. None of them bit any of us. I was so... How did they even get in the tent, first of all? And then, like, not have bitten any of us. Like, none of us got bites. Like, they were they were really flat as well. Like, they had no blood in them. Like, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yum. That was a good... <laughs> yum, yum. But, um, so we went back home. We went back to Santa Cruz. And on the way, we had, like, this huge breakfast at this nice breakfast place in Monterey called Butter. And obviously, if something's called Butter, I'm going to want to eat there. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Um, and it was like, we cuddled it. We had like this big blanket in the back seat. And it was just me and him. And like, we cuddled the whole way back. Uh, and it just was like this really good vibe. Mm. But it wasn't like anything serious yet. And then I was so surprised. He texted me like the day after <laughs> to go like, like that never happens really <laughs> like in my experience of dating at least where I am like the guys the guys are not like super clear about what they want yeah it's so sad that I remember also when like stuff started to happen with my boyfriend and, I, and like it would be the bare minimum and I'd be like how nice is that though and it's like literally how sad is it that we get so surprised when guys don't treat us like shit it's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, what an angel. We're like, whoa! No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, but it it was like so surprising to me because well not only did he text mm. me, but he also like it was well thought out. Mm. It was long and it was like really honest about his feelings. Aww. Like, I was like, hey, I recognize that I'm leaving in, like, 10 days back to France, but I feel something really special between us, and I'd like to see you as much as I can before I go, mm-hmm. even if it's not for a long time. And, like, he was just very communicative, which, mm-hmm. oh, my God. <laughs> it's unheard of. <laughs> like, that turns me on. That turns me on right there. <laughs> like, yeah. when a guy communicates like that. It was so nice. But yeah, and the 10 days felt like 
a long time, which was great. We spent like every day together. We slept together each night in the same bed, woke up together. We did like basically everything together, mm-hmm. which was really great. Yeah, so that was a weird transition. And then from, from that, from spending like 10 days as an actual like item, and then when he left, it was like worst feeling like I didn't know how I could handle yeah, it. Yeah, I so feel you. <laughs> it's the worst feeling. I just like laid in my bed for a whole day. I was like, hmm. no, <laughs> no. Oh, it was really hard. It is the worst feeling. And oh, and I recently told him this when we were on a walk at the beach. I told him that the first time I said I love you to him was actually not the first time like I actually said it to him. It was when we were on West Cliff, so this like nice little part in the ocean. It was like 4 a.m. We had stayed up all night so that, you know, I could be with him all night until his early flight. And we had just gone on this big walk and then we had to like split ways on our bikes. <laughs> and it was so hard and it was so hard. But as he was like riding away, I looked back and I said, I love you. Oh my god, I literally have goosebumps. (laughs) It's like heartbreaking. I like knew it then. I knew it then. And like, I I thought I'd felt like love before, you know. Mm. But, and I guess like there's different types of love. Mm -hmm. He didn't hear though. He didn't hear when I said I love you that time. Oh my god, no. Yeah. Well, no, that's good. I didn't really want him to hear. Yeah. <laughs> because I at that point, so. <laughs> I wasn't sure that we were going to see each other ever again, you know. It might just be that we don't get to see each other again. Because, I mean, that's what it looked like from that point. I told him, like, later, actually about a month ago, I think, when we were in France. And that was very nice. Yeah. But, and then when I told him, he was like, oh my gosh, I was literally waiting for the time to tell you. And like, I almost told you when we were like, (laughs) that's so cute. Yeah. He's really sweet. But, but basically he left and I was really sad and it's like just trying to cope. But we were like talking with it. We FaceTimed every day. That's so good. Every day. It was really nice. And one day he like sent me an article because I couldn't go to France with COVID going on. He sent me an article, though, about how lovers were like meeting in Croatia. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So like this is really crazy. And I really like (laughs) probably shouldn't have gone to Croatia in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Keep in in mind, there was like a lot of steps I had to take in order to go to Croatia one of which was taking COVID tests within 48 hours of arriving to the border. Yeah. And that was really hard at that time because in America, the testing was not good. Mm. And if you got a test, it would come back in a week. Nobody had like 24 hours, all it's 48 hours. But I did find one place, but I got, te- I got tested mm. like a couple times as well. And I like took all the precautions and it's still dangerous. But I really, really wanted to see him. <laughs> so, but I, I literally like to work it all out where I could go get the test and get a ticket that was fast enough. I almost gave up. I was like, what am I doing trying to go to yeah. Croatia, which is a country like I've like heard the name of like a couple times yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in like a national pandemic. But I was able 
to miraculously get there. Like, I don't even know how I did that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, looking back on it now, like, I don't know how I managed that. I had a lot of help. My parents were actually really supportive, which was surprising and nice. Yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. And Remy was so supportive, too. Like, he was even making calls along with me. <laughs> even though his timeline was different, he was making calls so that I could, mm. like, be able to get a test, like, from France to America, different testing centers. Oh, wow. It's really nice. And I got there and when I got out of the airport I was like holy crap I'm in Croatia <laughs> like wow but uh then we met up again and it was great and we went on this like long road trip to some of the national parks and always wearing masks always keeping social distancing <laughs> uh yeah but we had a really amazing time and we spent about a month together in Croatia and then I kept living there for another month because we were trying to figure out uh he asked me if I could move to France with him wow so I was like yeah. Yeah, I really like this. Oh yeah, I have I skipped a few steps as well. Um <laughs> cuz while we were in Croatia, <laughs> even though I had moved like across the ocean for him, and and even though we knew that we were like very connected and we've we'd expressed that before that we felt very connected to each other, mm-hmm. we still like hadn't put a label on anything. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he wasn't even my boyfriend at that <laughs> point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like that guy that you move halfway across the world. For. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just that guy. <laughs> but we did. We did end up like solidifying the relationship. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's my boyfriend now. I'm his girlfriend now. And then, at that point, after we <laughs> had established that we were in a relationship, he asked uh, if I would come to France with him because he, uh, he said I could live in his apartment room and he had already asked his roommates that showed the apartment if they were okay with it and they're really sweet and they were okay with it. So then I was, like, really nervous to tell my parents because they had already helped me, like, get to Croatia. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, shit, now I'm going to be like, actually, I'm not coming back. I'm going to But I was surprised again when they were, my mom especially, like, my dad, like, took a couple days. Mm. But my mom, like, first off, she was like, hey, I'm really excited for you. Oh. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad that she's so sweet. And then my dad, after a couple days, was like, yeah, I'm really proud of you for, like, Aww. just, like, living life uh, to your fullest. So that was really sweet. <laughs> and so now I'm in France. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, now I'm in France. Are you like in school? Yes. Or did you drop out? No. Or like, and you're just carrying on online? Like yeah, so I'm on? still in school. I would definitely not drop out of school for a boy, even if he's the love of my <laughs> life. <laughs> no, I'm, school is very important to me. I really, I'm enjoying my university yeah. education. Like I'm learning a lot, discovering a lot. So I'm right now, schools, everything is online and remote. Yeah, so, so in a way like COVID is kind of the reason you yeah. moved to France. If it, well, if it wasn't for COVID. 
and like allowed it to happen yeah, in a yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Like we don't know if we would have gotten we talk about that sometimes. Would we have gotten really close like if it wasn't for COVID? Who's to say? Oh, but I couldn't okay. I couldn't <laughs> be here without COVID. Even though me being here is contradictory mm. to COVID. So it's kind of a weird paradox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that you like got closer because you like kind of not that you were forced into the situation yeah, obviously yeah. you chose to go to Croatia and you chose to move to France but you kind of had to go through so much to be able to mm. be together did that maybe make mm. you that much closer and that much more connected and then having to be in quarantine together as well yeah yeah well I, I think definitely what it did is it like because both of us took big steps to be with each other mm. so I think definitely like like me moving across the ocean but also him asking me to move in with him in his apartment and what it did was in the beginning stages of the relationship I think it made it like really clear how much we cared about each other and how much we were willing to do for each other mm. in other relationships I've been in it hasn't been like so extremely clear like I'll try my best to like show mm -hmm. my affection in like little ways but it's like rarely are you given the opportunity to like show how much you care about someone yeah you know by like moving to another country for them or something like that so I think what it did was show how much we care and that that helps solidify the relationship and we know that like even now and we make sure that we still know it like and that we keep reinforcing the fact that we care about each other we want each other to be happy we want support for each other and then being in quarantine definitely together we had already spent like quite a bit of time together just in the 10 days it was here but that's just 10 days and then the Croatia we spent like 24 7 together for about a month so we knew we could do it pretty well mm. as well as he's really good with with like communication communicating boundaries as well so he's very sweet he's always asking like if I need alone time and we make sure that we're communicating each other's boundaries you know <laughs> but really yeah. we get along like super well which is great mm. we don't <laughs> the only thing we disagree about is small stuff like we bought the wrong candy from the store <laughs> or you know and I, I get to know him really well as well and since we're in the quarantine situation with his friends like I'm getting to know his friends more and how he is with his friends as well it's like a new side to mm -hmm. him so it's nice yeah it's so cute I'm so mm. happy that you guys are together like mm. I remember when we were friends while I was in America like I never would have guessed that you guys would end up together me <laughs> and then all of a sudden you were just like in Croatia <laughs> with him <laughs> and I was like wait what <laughs> what's happening <laughs> yeah no I like I wouldn't either very surprising like and we still like hey isn't it weird that way together yeah isn't it weird that we're kissing <laughs> yeah weird <laughs> ew it's so weird <laughs> it's really weird yeah but but it's uh it's lovely I feel very lucky mm. to have him in my life so 
Yeah, it's so cute. It's like a fairy tale. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny that you managed to just make that decision. So, I mean, obviously you ha- you had to go through a lot to be able to go to Croatia, yeah. but like, mm. you know, I'm in a long distance relationship and it's been nearly a year of being in it. But you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go to Croatia just casually. And then, whoops, I moved <laughs> to France. Whoops, I moved yeah. to France. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've always been prone to making big decisions, mm. I guess. When it comes to, well, I, I have my weaknesses and other factors of big decisions, you know. <laughs> but when it comes to, like, travel or, or certain aspects of relationships, something, yeah. I'm definitely prone to just be like, yeah, so, you know, I spent a year in Germany. I'd already had experience moving to a different country it's like mm-hmm. i mean it's good it's good to be so like sure of yourself and sure of your feelings that you you know it's the right thing it's really nice yeah well i don't always but uh, in this case yeah. she made it easy to know from what you were saying like it just kind of sounds like you just kind of knew which i get that <laughs> that's what i think that's what makes it the most fairy tale of it all it just sounds like this kind of thing I've been saying like loads to honey recently how I'm just like such a romantic and I have this idea of love that you're just gonna find this person and you're like you just know it sounds really like that it just sounds really (laughs) like you kind of met each other and you just knew and it was kind of like yeah it sounds really cute I'm like I'm just I I was like (laughs) smiling all throughout the story it just sounds really fairy tale like (laughs) yeah oh yeah it took like uh, eight months though, if you think about it, <laughs> like from being friends to maybe it's not like I met someone, spent 10 days with them and then moved across the country to put them like yeah. we were already we were already good friends. So that definitely factored into me knowing because I knew him as a friend, as someone who wasn't romantic, like which I also think is really helpful for a relationship because I got to see like how he treats his friends Mm. as well and that aspect of him. And so already we already got to jump into the relationship at this certain level of comfort of already knowing each other, already being comfortable, being goofy with each other Mm. And like, you know, farting and burping, like <laughs> I'd already, it took me a bit longer to fart in front of him because <laughs> I like have never farted in front of any of, of my boyfriends before, but he, he had already farted a lot in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but so we were, we were already like at a certain level, you yeah. know, of trust. And so it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't take as long to build that. Like I already knew him. I already loved him as a friend, so, you know, it was easier. Mm. Yeah, it's so much easier to fall in love with someone that you understand. Yeah, yeah. Once you understand them and, like, you actually know them first and yeah, foremost, yeah. then falling in love happens, like, it seems so seamless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of weird how you just... It, it, it's like a falling, it's like a slipping, it's like... Kind of just falls mm. in easily into place. Sand dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. It yeah, it makes sense that it, yeah. it works because you obviously understood and like knew each other pretty well before it, it even started getting into mm-hmm. the um territory of love. 
I don't know. I feel like that works really well yeah, yeah, yeah. from what I've seen and experienced. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, and I feel like there's so much stigma around even dating your friends or making that leap, but I don't mm. really get why because from the stories that you guys are telling, I mean, Maria was friends with her boyfriend before as well. It kind of seems like it just makes way more sense to do it that way. You know, yeah, I feel yeah. like me and my boyfriend, not that there's anything wrong with this, but we didn't know each other at all. You know, he literally did just ask me out because he <laughs> liked my accent. So <laughs> <laughs> then we kind of had to just like start from scratch. And then it's also like, what do you tell people yeah, at the start yeah. of a relationship? I feel like maybe you don't have that kind of transition of yeah, having to yeah. disclose all this information about yourself mm. or like hearing it from the other person. Yeah, it's like, by the way, it's like, sorry. Yeah, it just sounds like you're just really happy and I'm so happy yeah. for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I feel, I, f- I really feel extremely lucky. Mm. Definitely cute (laughs) (laughs) so going back sort of to what we were saying before and and i guess sort of things we talked about before we recorded i think we all related in the fact that it's really different to sleep with someone that you have feelings for versus someone that you don't really know and like i don't know Mm. going back to the segment like one night stands and all of those things like obviously that's i feel like that's quite an obvious it's not a hot take that it that it's better to sleep with someone that you have feelings for but i don't know should we just like have a little chat about it what are your thoughts and feelings (laughs) definitely yeah definitely so obviously when you're going out with someone like just for a one night stand or you don't know them that well you're just hooking up you're not gonna be as comfortable with them Mm. it's just how it is you get comfortable with someone like through time trust and experience so if you're doing something short term you're not going to have that amount of comfort you're not going to have that amount of trust and and there's i guess there's an aspect of that of a one night stand that can make it more sexually Mm. exciting in some ways to put out the other aspect of it like having sex with someone new experiencing like this new person it's exciting but I feel like for me and uh, a lot of women, I feel like I won't speak for everyone, but have a harder time trusting and being able to feel liberal and free with all the stigmas around sexuality, like thinking like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to do this. Guys watch porn of people squirting, <laughs> but maybe they don't actually like it. You know, like there's all sorts of uh, things you have to consider, especially from a f- feminine point of view which is the only point of view I can really talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And for me in particular, it's really difficult. Mm. I get in my head a lot during sex, so it's hard for me to just let myself experience pleasure. So in in that way, uh, when I'm with someone I don't really know, who I'm not really comfortable with, uh, it's even harder, Mm. you know? I'm not just being myself. I'm not just letting go and like being wild, even though you can do like wild things, you know, yeah. you're still like thinking. <laughs> so I would say from my perspective, 
I am able to relax and unleash and experience pleasure with someone I'm comfortable with. And as well, female orgasms can be really complicated. Mm. Every Everybody's different, male and female, mm-hmm. or like anything like non-gender binary like it doesn't it doesn't matter everyone has a different Mm. things that they like some people like this we have different kinks but not only that is we have different physical forms Mm -hmm. somebody might like when you rub hard somebody might like it light somebody might like a tongue here and not there like yeah you know everyone's a puzzle and as you have sex with the same person you learn more about what they like and they don't like. Mm. I would say a pro tip for one night stands is to establish and sex of any kind is to establish a communication. So, hey, do you like this? If I'm engaging in sexual activity with someone and I'm trying something, I'll be like, hey, do you like this? Would you like it like in this way better? It's the mm. pressure. Mm. I think people really need to ask questions more. Yeah. Be- going on like obviously bare minimum consent, getting like enthusiastic verbal consent with someone <laughs> through your question. <laughs> but then after that, don't stop the communicating, like keep asking questions because yeah. then you can discover someone's body quicker. But being in a long-term relationship you learn more and more and more about what one person doesn't like what person does like and on top of that you have that comfortability where you feel like you can like oh where you feel like you can tell them certain things or where you don't have to worry about other things you know so Mm. it's a formula yeah definitely it's like such a mental thing as well when it is with someone especially kind of in your situations yeah. going from friends to being together it's you you already have that factor of ease and you feel comfortable mm-hmm. and like respected so that mm-hmm. would help a lot it's nice yeah and also i think uh, regardless of the comfortability aspect i mean cause, which is obviously a huge plus and i completely agree with everything you said matilda yeah 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 regardless of the comfortability aspect and like obviously when you're a lot more comfortable with someone and get to know someone better like the sex will get better Mm -hmm. because you know each other better and stuff but I also think that when you sleep with someone that you actually have feelings for rather than someone that you don't really care Mm. about that experience as a whole is just really different and like a lot better when you actually care about someone because I feel like also you care about them feeling good mm. and like they want to make you feel good when the there's mutual care about caring about each other and you both love each other even like gonna throw the l <laughs> word like it's just so different i don't know it's just like really <laughs> i feel like it's more whole yes. and like intense as an experience in a way at least for in my experience yes. that's how it's been yeah definitely and like that's not to say that in one night stands you can't have that but I feel like it's just a lot more Mm. hit or miss Mm. yeah I think in one night stands and like sleeping with people that you don't necessarily love or whatever like you can definitely have like really connected sex and have a really great connection with someone that you don't necessarily know or care about or whatever but I think that there's this weird quality to having sex with someone that you know loves you and that you love them too and it is it feels like a really intimate moment that not to say that it can't be intimate if it's not otherwise but it's a different kind of intimacy yeah and i think in one night stands or like friends with benefits kind of situation people are scared of having 
intimate sex or just sex with more open communication because then they kind of get in their heads about it being do they love me do they want to be in a relationship with me Mm -hmm. not necessarily but you can have connected sex without having those things but I think people just have a lot of fear and yeah yeah about around that kind of thing so yeah and to be honest I get it because if you have like really intimate sex with someone it can really change shit I guess but I think it's just about (laughs) as we've been saying like communicating like really being honest about how you feel and like what you want out of the relationship and then I feel like you can create those intimate moments that aren't intimate in like a lovey-dovey way they're just intimate in like a we're two people that really respect each other and even like each other in a like in some kind of level and we're just having sex and it's fun and then I feel like that's how you create better sex is see if you see it as this experience in itself and okay like see this person in front of you and treat them as a person and treat this experience as a moment even if it's not the most romantic whatever mm. even if it is just a fuck I don't know <laughs> like yeah yeah but it's cool <laughs> sleeping with someone you actually like it's really fun it's really cool, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the consensus yes. <laughs> I would agree exactly okay well let's kind of finish up yeah. the episode then thank you so thank much you Matilda so much. for joining us and telling us your fairy tale <laughs> story of your romance thank you for having me <laughs> of course and yeah I hope everything continues to be good with you staying in France fingers crossed thank you yes I'm hoping (laughs) yeah I'm hoping I'll be able to stay (laughs) yeah yeah if you want to follow us on Instagram you can follow us on sextras podcast you can email us at sextraspodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on our website at www.sextraspodcast.com or on Facebook at sextraspodcast. <laughs> and we hope you will subscribe, rate, review, share all it with all your friends. Okay, well, uh, yeah, another thank you to Matilda. We hope you guys enjoyed and we'll oh, see you next week. Yeah. Bye. 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 you've been listening to sextras presented by honey jane wyatt and maria jose hayo produced by mabel productions